Hey everybody, it's your host Zach Amon from the show Everybody Loves Amon. Uh, my guest this week was Landry Miller, uh, one of my you know good buddies, uh, funny guy, comedian, uh, writer, uh, all around just cool guy. It was fun to have him on. One of the reasons uh, this show actually uh, happened is because he lit a fire under my ass and made me want to do it. And uh, this is actually the first episode where we uh, have a break. And uh, in part two of the episode, we have another special guest come on who I will introduce uh in the part two par- part of the episode. Part two. How many times can Zach say part in a sentence? But uh, thank you guys so much, and I hope you enjoy, like, subscribe, whatever, to the show, and uh, talk to you guys later. Starting the show. Hey! <laughs> What's up, everybody? It's me. Who am I? Zach Heyman. Your host of uh, Everybody Loves Heyman, and with me, is my guest is... A man who no, needs no introduction, but I'm going to give him one anyway. Uh, Landry Miller. Oh, you know, you said he doesn't need an introduction, and then you um, went ahead and just didn't include anything. I know. Hardly got the name in, which is <laughs> impressive. I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> How are you, buddy? I'm fine, I guess. Yeah? It's been a, a long day. Yeah, it's and, Monday. Uh, I almost accidentally, I almost hit someone with my car. Really? They were crossing the street. And then right as they passed, they said, oh, they're going to pass in time. And then they dropped a stick and they decided it was that they needed to turn back for it. And then there were cars <laughs> on the other side of me. And I was like, oh, oh, so I had to like slam on my brakes. and Like a like a stick from a yeah. tree? Like a stick yeah. stick? Well, see, I thought it would have, had to be something a lot more important. And I didn't realize it was a stick until they had picked it up and I, you know, drove past them. Yeah. But, so this was a person walking? Yeah. Just across the street. People are weird. It was impressive. Yeah? Yeah. Now I'm curious about this stick. Yeah. Well, and it was right by, like, you know, um, Safari Joe's. So Mm. there's a sign there as well for whatever pizza shop is there that says, honk if you love pizza. And so then then people, when people were honking, I didn't know if they were honking at me or their love of pizza. Yeah. So I didn't know how offended I should be. It was a very odd couple of 30 seconds, I would say. That is... That sounds confusing, yeah. Yeah. I would be confused as well. a lot well. happening at one time. Yeah. And then I'm now I'm here, so. Yeah, well, I'm glad you're here. Yeah. It's nice to see you. Almost fell in a hole, and other than that, I'm great. Yeah, a lot of holes in the front yard. Yeah, just figured, right Just figured that out real fast. Yeah, well, you know, you never know. Uh, so, getting into it. Uh, I actually have to say, I owe a lot to Landry, because... Uh, no one owes me anything. <laughs> <laughs> this show... Would not have happened without you. You were really the f- the person who lit the fire under my ass to do this. Well, I wouldn't even say that was me. I would say that was alcohol. Well, either way, it was yeah. you who said it. Yeah. I take your word over the alcohol. I'll accept. You threw the card like you're David Letterman. There. I do. Yeah. There's limited Who's space. Who's that for? So I try not to throw. <laughs> it's for me. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I like to entertain us in ways that they can't tell what we're doing. Perfect. That's great. Okay. I just wondered what the motivation there was. It's funny. It's funny. Like, there's no reason for me to throw them. Yeah, no. Okay, well, whatever works for you, man. All right, so going into the first thing is uh, current events. I purposely didn't read any news the last two days for this. I haven't read anything either. This is everything I've seen on Twitter. Oh, okay, great. Uh, And the first one is the Oscars controversy. Have you seen all that with Kevin Hart? Yeah, okay, I did see that. Uh, Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? What are my thoughts on it? How do you feel? Who do you think? Well, oh. more than your, I mean, if you want to go into that. Okay. Well, here, here's what, I'll discuss the problem, the problems I had with the story as okay. opposed to the story. Um, the problem I have is, is uh, the response that Kevin Hart had to the situation, which was a very strange apology is what I would call that. Yeah. Um, but also his deletion of tweets. He deleted tweets that were in question, which I feel like is not the correct PR move there. Because yeah. then you're then you're basically you're accepting that it was wrong, and then you're trying to hide it for future fans yeah. to discover you. And my opinion, that's not a learning moment. That's that's a you know trying to hide what you've done moment. Yeah. And I feel like it could have been handled much better. Aside from that, I don't know anything about this. <laughs> yeah. How do you think? Well, I mean, you don't know anything about him, so. But how do you think he'd have done as a host? I don't, uh, well, you know, I can never judge someone on that, but yeah. I will say 
in my opinion, I'm not his demographic is yeah. the thing. So I, I don't really understand, get it. I don't really get his comedy. It's not my style. And um, Short comedy but, is very difficult to follow. Yeah, can be. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, he obviously has a mass appeal. He has a lot of people that pay a lot of money to see him. Um, how yeah. that translates to an award show, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know because we've seen in the past some really bad hosts, <laughs> and we've yeah. seen some people that excel at it. And I think it's, I think we've pretty much figured out who those people are. And so I did think it was a strange pick to use Kevin Hart. Who do you think would be a good uh, choice? I heard rumors that they're gonna pick Eddie Murphy, and I'm like, what? I heard, I heard rumors, and I think it was a joke uh, that they were gonna pick uh, John Mulaney and Nick Kroll as the characters from Oh Hello. Oh, that would be funny. It, which I. I I saw so much about it that I thought it might be true that I just went, I don't care. And so I didn't <laughs> even look into it more. But I will say, like, John Mulaney and Nick Kroll, and they host the, um, they posted that one award show the last two years. It's like the, it's like a small There's so many show. now. Uh, There's really awards for everything. At that, yeah. You know, and of course, like, you have your Tina Fey, Amy Poehler, you know. I think the duo thing is great. I think yeah. that's how it should be. I was thinking it should just be, like, a random high school principal that, <laughs> that just like has the award. They say it. You walk up, shake his hand, take an yeah. awkward picture, walk <laughs> off. They'd be over in an hour. Yeah, he's like, well, I did host the 2013 Christmas talent show. Yeah, exactly. So I think I could do the Oscars. Yeah, just make it a big like, you know, con- like a, you know, a principal. You know, people submit a video about their principal, <laughs> and they're like, this is why he deserves to give out the Oscar awards. Yeah. This is not. Terrible idea. I do, I do think it would be interesting to find people that are not celebrities or performers yeah. to to host shows like this. Yeah. <laughs> Granted, I think a lot of them would crumble under the pressure, but I think that would be. But every once in a while, watch. you'd have that magical moment where yeah. someone's like, "This is my moment," you know? Yeah. Where you're like, "Wow, Ron Dearman from Ohio really <laughs> killed it on the Oscars." Yeah. Like, what is that name? I can't believe Susan person? from Vermont crushed <laughs> it. <laughs> you know, she's an accountant. Yeah. Oh no way. <laughs> She did not do. She did a lot better than that grocery bagger we had last year. Yeah, what boy, was his name? Oscars have really been weird the last twenty five years. <laughs> I was gonna say, just started letting random people give out the stuff. It's just gotten better. I do like your idea though of of the one principal stands there and he doesn't ever have to actually talk. He just hands yeah. it, does the handshake, picture opportunity, boom, keep them moving. Yeah, skip the you know sketches. Yeah, well, you know there are like a hundred and fifty Oscar awards that are given out. Yeah. Like over the course of, I think it's like two nights or something. Yeah. So I don't see why they, you know, why we need the five awards we give out over the course of three hours to be a whole spectacle. They should just do just a two day marathon of all the Oscar awards all the way up. (laughs) Yeah. Do it the 48 hour telethon of Oscar awards. I love it. So cool. I'd be be up for that. I, I remember before I knew how awards like that worked that there was more than you know six in a in a year or whatever mm-hmm. um i had i had a friend his name was um rock i don't know his name. i don't remember his name was like brock the rock it was the rock, the uh, rock. and Dwayne and i go back uh that's so cool yeah and um i don't remember what his name was now but he had won an oscar yeah. for his work in a documentary and i was like wow, this guy must really be something. And I found it was a technical award, and I was like, oh, I don't respect this guy. <laughs> <laughs> even if even if it is the highest achievement yeah. in your job, no. Which, of course, then, like, I, I love that I had that thought, and then, like, fast forward to this year, and, and um, a movie that I, I worked on uh, with my creative partner, Joel Dameron, we wrote a movie called Bluff, and we produced it, made it, and everything. And uh, we won, like, Best Oklahoma Film at Eyecatcher Film Festival this year. And uh, also, I won the best actor in the film festival, and I, it was like I had won an Oscar. And then, like yeah. I, as I'm getting the stupid little, is it plaque, just like one of those? It's like it's like, like plastic store trophies. You, you get it at the dollar store, and yeah. it's like yes, just I, a little cup. I can never be stopped. <laughs> and then I remembered me going like oh, a stupid technical Oscar, <laughs> and I was like, what is my life? <laughs> yeah, it's like this is my friend Joel. He's an Oscar winner yeah. for what costume design? Yeah, ah, okay. Oh, well, well, that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> yeah. It's like, that's cool. Yeah. You sewed better than everybody. <laughs> awesome. No, that's an important category for uh, those of you who That's what are... I hear. Although I would love to see people just like doing like period pieces and like Letterman <laughs> jackets. That would be great. Yeah. 
Yeah. He's like, what? I'm the king. Yeah. <laughs> I also am the quarterback. These are my so, Levi's. You know. <laughs> Kings always wear Levi's. <laughs> with, yeah, with boots. Yeah. That's Let a king. Let me pull out my switchblade comb. <laughs> I have oh. one of those. Yeah. Well, anyway, did that address your question about Kevin Hart? Yeah. <laughs> that did. Okay, good. <laughs> it's just, I don't know. It's, it's just funny. Because I was like, I'm like you. Like, I, I mean, Kevin Hart's, you know, Kevin Hart, he's funny, but it's, you know, it's not my style. So I don't know. Right. And it's like none of the Oscar hosts here lately have been great. Yeah. So. I mean, uh, oh, never mind. But he's also like one of the biggest stars in Hollywood. So it's like yeah. you would you would think that would bring like a little bit of viewership. I for sure think that it would bring viewership. Just quality of content, I don't know that it would bring. Because here's the thing. Usually the people that are hosting are multi-talented. They yeah. are either actors and singers, actors and dancers, comedians and... Or James Franco. <laughs> or, or James Franco, who is, don't worry, getting a degree in all those things. Yeah. Um, <laughs> at the same time. Um, While teaching the classes. Yeah. Yeah. But they're all like, they're all people that are willing to um, do that old showbiz feel for the for the award show. Yeah. I have never seen that in Kevin Hart. Like when he hosted SNL, I, I never really got the feeling that he was like comfortable acting a fool in that way. Yeah. Which I think is very important for that award show because it's a... It's a show of having to, you know, both honor but also be uh, humble about it because they're like, we can't just shove our 1%, you know, yeah. in everyone's face on TV. Like, we have to pretend like this is a big deal. These things don't matter to those people. <laughs> yeah. We just want to see who wins best director. <laughs> yeah, that's all I'm there for. And it's never who I think is the best director, so. Yeah. I haven't... Uh... I haven't really looked at all the nominations came out for like the Globes and all that, and I haven't looked at any of them. I haven't either. I just you know that would be interesting. I don't know. Maybe yeah. I don't care. I don't know. Well, you know, I mean, if Lars von Trier doesn't win this year, then it doesn't matter, and I guarantee he's not nominated. So, what's the point? Which one did he do? <laughs> well, this year he did the House that Jack Built, which is, in my opinion, uh, the best film of the year. That's I, the one with. Uh, Dylan, Matt Dylan, Matt Dylan, yeah, yeah, yeah uh, and the the they did a one night showing of the direct the director's cut, yeah. At well, they did it here at Circle Cinema that I watched, and uh, it was one of the greatest things I've ever watched in my life. Yeah, I was uh, very moved. Now, granted, it's about a serial killer and it's very gruesome and disturbing, but I was very moved nonetheless. They they humanized the serial killer. Yeah, they did a good job of that. Yeah, it was it was horrifically disturbing. Like. I later was trying to recount the story to someone, and they were like, I can't hear any more of this. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I, mean, oh, any, I don't know. Am I, I that good like, of a storyteller? Or? Yeah. I mean, I feel like any story about a serial killer has to be a little uncomfortable. It's not like any serial yeah. killer story is like, well, then he did this. It's like, well, it was, no one's happy. Well, it was, yeah, it was very beautiful in the way that like uh, he like had like OCD very bad with like cleaning and stuff. Mm-hmm. So he, like, there's a scene where he goes in and he kills this woman, and like- it's so awkward because he spends like five minutes at the door trying to talk his way into the house. And yeah. you're just like, oh my God, this is awful because he's like, he's not social. Yeah. So he's very bad at like lying to get in and he eventually gets in and then he strangles her and, and then, he, and then he like, and then, and then he like stabs her. There's like blood everywhere. Mm-hmm. And then he cleans up and then he loads her in the back of his van and then he gets in his van to drive away. And then like, he has like, these flashes into the house of like him lifting up the like a police officer lifting up the rug and there's like blood under it and then like lifting up the lamp there's blood and he's like oh god so he runs inside looks under there there's nothing it's completely clean and then he recleans the house and he gets back in his car and then he has it again and he's like oh there's probably blood behind the picture frame so he goes back into the house yeah he comes back out and then now he's getting in his car and he hears police sirens coming like to investigate something and he's like oh i gotta get out of here but I might have left blood, yeah. like this tiny droplet under this. So he runs back in and cleans it as the police are showing up. And then he gets back in. And like, it's just those little moments that like, I've never seen that in yeah. a movie, especially about serial killers, you know, yeah. uh, especially such a gruesome, dark movie. Anyway, so I hope that addresses your question about Kevin Hart. It does. Okay. <laughs> I need to see the house that Jack built. You need to see that movie. I do. Uh, Yeah. It's a yeah. good movie. I like... 
I don't find serial killers fascinating, but I find people who find serial killers fascinating because it's just such a weird, oh, like obsession. I, I well, I have a very strange obsession with the serial killers. I have a strange obsession with a lot of things, but serial killers is on the list. Yeah. And why is that? What makes serial killers so interesting? I don't know. I think it's they do what we always wish that we could do, but murder? we don't have the aptitude to do it. I know. I've always said the difference between like murderous thoughts and like. Uh well fuck I think I might have fucked it up either way it's like it's okay to have murderous thoughts as long as you don't act upon them that's yeah. what separates us from the serial killers yeah well you know I think that's probably true because I always I always wondered why we were why we imprison murderers because I think murderers are the only people that are like actually you know doing what we all want to do because like when someone cuts you off in traffic you're like oh I'm gonna fucking kill you I mean I do want to kill kids I get that. <laughs> <laughs> good as long as you understand yeah i totally get what you're yeah. saying yeah. i'm just saying like i wouldn't actually kill the person but a murderer no. would yeah you know if you had a friend that was a murderer and you're I'm like saying, man i really fucking hate this yeah. guy at my work <laughs> hey uh rob yeah and then rob would be like i got you dude yeah all i'm saying is yeah serial killers out there living their lives and yeah. we're locking them up for if it. you're a serial killer you know thank you for your service <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> 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 Thank you for doing what we can't. Yes. You're a stronger man than I, I tell yes. you that. No, I, I think it's just very interesting because, uh, well, unfortunately for them, a lot of mental illness goes into it. And mental yeah. illness is such a fascinating thought for people because it could happen to anyone. Yeah. Is essentially, I think, the thought behind it. Like, that's what makes things so horrifying is the more scary a movie is, is because it's closer to reality. Um, mm -hmm. It could happen to anyone. Well, yeah. Anyway, I, I sorry. I almost went into a bit I do about like scary <laughs> hey man, movies, and I was like, "Wait a minute, why am I doing a bit right now?" Anyway, um, but yeah. So serial killers, though, is that could be any. That could be your neighbor. Yeah, there is like that people. statistic where it's like you walk by like seven serial killers a day or some shit like that. Yeah, I think it's over your lifetime. <laughs> over lifetime, whatever. If you're walking through Tulsa and you're passing seven serial, well, killers. well, in Tulsa, it might be true. <laughs> like that might be an actual thing in Tulsa. That might be. You know, well, everybody yeah. at the first shop, at least three of oh, us God. are a, a serial murderer. At least, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, it's like Dennis Rader was the BTK <clears throat> killer. He was, at, he was like dormant for 10 years or something. And, mm -hmm. and then he uh, just got caught and he was like a leader at his church and yeah. like a leader in the Boy Scouts and stuff. Like, that's how like, you would the, never know it was him. The Iceman, I think, like the famous hitman. Oh, the, yeah, He was yeah. like a family man. He was man, like, he like, was like really having popular. cookouts and yeah, stuff. Yeah, really popular in the neighborhood. Nice guy. Yeah. Just murdered By the people way, relentlessly. That guy, I don't remember what his name is. That guy is incredible, though. Uh, I read a, a book on him. Yeah. I, always, I was just like, what the hell? And he like, oh, yeah. I wish I could remember more facts about him because that's a fascinating story. That yeah, man. I believe it. I mean, it's, you know. And like he couldn't get into like the uh, Italian mob because he, I think he was Polish or something. Yeah. So they wouldn't allow him in, but they would still hire him out. So that's why he was yeah. able to work for different mobs because he wasn't a part of one. Yeah. he wasn't the right race. <laughs> yeah, they, uh, the mobs were very stingy about that. Yeah. 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 How like, dare they? Yeah, I know, <laughs> They're right? so elitist. No diversity in the mob. Ain't that the truth. Right. Anyway, hope that answers your question about Kevin Hart. It does. Did you ever see the movie about the Iceman with uh, Michael Shannon? No. It's pretty good. It I might like be on Michael Netflix Shannon. still. Michael Shannon's really good. You like ever I, listen to his band? Uh-uh. <laughs> I didn't even know he had a band. Oh, my God. He has a band. I, I don't remember what they're called. I it's can't like imagine those Pixie... eyes looking at me as he rocks out. Oh, yeah. And he's he's the lead singer, and he's oh he's he's actually really good. Um, I believe that, weirdly enough. Yeah. I loved him in uh, Shape of Water as much as I had issues with that movie. I didn't see that movie. Uh, I wanted to, but I didn't. has a lot of people in it that I like, but... Oh, no, no. I was way off when I used the word Pixies. His band is called Corporal. Corporal. I knew it was one word, but... Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it, they're actually kind of good. I think they might have broken up, though. Oh, um, it's weird that like all these big actors have bands. Like uh, Kevin Costner has one. Oh, that's right. I think Hugh Laurie does like a blues thing. That wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Harry... In, what's his name? Henry Connick Jr.? Harry Connick Jr.? Yeah. He's a singer guy. That well, does stuff. Yeah. I mean, when, if Harry Connick is your dad, that makes sense to me. No. You have plenty to sing about. I, um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think there's a lot of crossover with, with creative people like that. I mean, because, like, I, like, I used to perform in a, and, like, a, we were, like, a, a punk rock comedy band in Dallas, and we would do shows all the time, but we would do, it was all comedic, really. But, yeah. uh, you know, I mean, that was a lot of fun to do. 
And I prefer doing that sometimes over stand-up, depending on how I felt. But yeah. like, you would always run into people that I was like, oh, like we would work with other bands and they would be like actors or, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes comics, I guess. But generally writers, I think. But it's just very interesting, the crossover there. Yeah. That make I mean, I don't know. You said uh, punk rock comedy band and I kind of zoned out on that one. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? Yeah. Yeah, we were called the social rejection, and we would just, <laughs> and uh, yeah. No, it's, that's cool, though. Yeah, well, that's something. Yeah. I've been trying this new thing where it's like I'm branching out and listening to music, and right now I'm on a hip-hop thing, and then hip-hop. after that I'm going to do punk. Ooh. So if you know any punk bands. Yeah, well, you came to the right place. Yeah. Uh, between me and Michael Zampino, we'll get you covered. Yeah, Zampino I know knows a <laughs> yeah. lot. I listen to a band. I, I know a lot of the stuff that's like more white guys whining, so... I thought that was just kind of like all punk. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think, yeah, maybe, maybe Zampino is probably more like going grunge into punk and then I'm more punk going into pop. So we'll get you both sides there. Cool. I'm excited about that. And that is our answer on Kevin Hart. <laughs> so we're 20 minutes in and we're getting to our second story. Second story. Now this isn't yeah. necessarily like a current, I mean, this is an event. It's cool. It's an, it's an event. Got it. Uh, so this, this person on Reddit I uh, was looking through old basketball cards, and on one of the basketball cards was for a player named Mark Jackson. You can see the Menendez brothers in the background, like sitting courtside. What? Yeah, that's insane. Yeah, and so like everyone's like, this has to be between like the so like b- the murder and everything, and yeah, it's pretty wild. Huh? And I was just like, isn't it funny? It's funny that like they're more famous than the card, <laughs> yeah. the guy on the card. <laughs> but this is gonna give like a huge resurgence. But it's yeah. all gonna be. He's gonna be like, "Wow, I'm blowing up!" And they're like, "Dude, you know the Menendez?" But and he's like, "Fuck, well that's not what I want." Oh, be. and what's even better is I've already forgotten what that guy's name is. Right, and it Mark was a sentence Jackson. ago, yeah. Mark Jackson. But because I heard Mendez Brothers, and I thought, "Oh, okay, anything else in the sentence?" Going on matter. the subject of serial killers here. Weirdly, it's gonna be a theme in this show. This is a weird thing that wasn't supposed to happen, <laughs> <laughs> but we'll it take is. it. Uh, yeah, very interesting that that uh, that's that's insane that that would happen. Yeah, it's just like these those weird little coincidences. Yeah, like when you find out two actors went to the same school, and you're like, how does that yeah. happen? So I guess that so yeah, that would have been before they were you know obviously known for that so yeah. it's not like the photographer was like you know if i set this right yeah he was probably like are those the menendez brothers <laughs> <laughs> and it hadn't even happened yet yeah well he you know he was a very psychic photographer yeah he, he went back in time to take that photo yeah uh this is a cool story because i love space stuff even though space terrifies me but they have uh recorded the first sounds of mars Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I tried. Here, here's the thing. So I, I'm a sucker for that kind of garbage. And uh, me too. I, because I, I just, well, you know, when I was in college, like, I was double majoring, and one of my majors was in like physics. Nerd. And so we did a, I know, we I'm did a lot kidding. of. So I had a lot of quantum physics classes, and that's all space essentially. Yeah. Um, because I've it's always the only found place that stuff works. Yeah, I've only found I found quantum physics fascinating, but I don't get it at all. Well, yeah, because it's it's both science, but also like, it, it it's not real. <laughs> Essentially, you know, it's like all we're doing is saying, okay, if these two particles across the galaxy somehow pair up and spin in the same way and, you know, assimilate to each other, then we can actually transfer information from one to the other quicker than the speed of light, which is uh, quantum physics is all about just moving faster than the speed of light. Are you saying it's science fiction? (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to go that far uh, because if I ever want to go back to school. You know when this when this comedy thing doesn't work out, I need to I need to have that backup plan. Yeah, because um, quantum physics is a good job to get yeah. into. <laughs> I could be a professor somewhere. You could actually. Yeah, be I would cool. be a terrible professor. I don't know. I would enjoy your class probably. Probably not quantum physics, but I no. would just you know be there. Well, you know, at TU here, I used to do like a an extra course. Yeah, and I used to be like a guest lecturer, and I would do stuff on. It was basic physics. It wasn't quantum, but um, I think I did okay. Yeah. Now, granted, I was younger than everyone, and that was very uncomfortable. But man, you're more I, Asian than I am. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, uh, and then I quit. So, uh, actually, th- they didn't have enough money to bring me back. <laughs> oh, hey, that, hey, that's education for you. Yeah, Oklahoma education. Even the best schools don't have money. <laughs> yeah, really. Um, what was I? Oh, anyway, so I love space and stuff, and yeah. so I clicked on this link to listen to this first recorded sound. 
And they said, oh, it's on this video. And I said, great. It's like, click the video. And then it was two minutes of someone being like, you know, two days ago, we landed on Mars. And when we landed, this is how we did it. A parachute came out of the back of the thing. And then it came up and it popped off and then it landed. And I was like, great. Okay. Where's the sound? And so I skipped forward and they were like, anyway, that was the sound. And I was like, hold on. So I backed it up, but I couldn't ever find it. And, and then I realized, and then I had to watch the whole thing. I don't think I ever heard it. It just sounds like wind. Maybe I heard it and they just talked over it or something. Yeah. It just sounds, it's like very low wind. Yeah. Well, you know, and it, that doesn't surprise me. I don't yeah, know what I mean, anyone was expecting. Yeah. It's not like Mars sings, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's not like there's some beautiful operatic voice yeah. on the air. I mean, I'm like, okay, this is great. It's historic first sound recorded on, you know, Mars or whatever. But also it, it sounds like it's just white noise. Yeah. I have this big theory that uh, the civilization on Mars lives underground. They, like, fucked up the whole surface, so they all moved underground, and now there's, like, a community of Martian people that live inside Mars. Because we've, like, we've always wanted to look at the outside. No one's ever decided to drill in and look inside. There could be a whole colony of people inside Mars. Now, I'm a giant conspiracy theorist and paranormal. I know. I sound insane right now. (laughs) I just want to make sure I get this right. You think that there could possibly be a colony... Of living beings under the surface of Mars. Well, yeah, I'm a firm believer that we're not the only life in the universe. I am too, but I don't think it's that close. Yeah, I feel like maybe not in our galaxy. <laughs> I'm thinking not. Well, just because our galaxy's had such a chaotic past with how it was formed and everything, and it's still pretty young, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. Um, but also, like... I just really want to be abducted. <laughs> <laughs> That's low key. A <laughs> That's just low key a dream of mine to yeah. be out on a country road. I get it. Yeah, I totally get it. It's just and for the satisfaction was... to know they're real. <laughs> yeah. You see, here's the thing. So I, oh god, now we're getting into this stuff. Let's do it. You want to? Yeah. All right. Well, I'm gonna sound like a lunatic to some people. We already sound like lunatics. All right. Great. So anyway, we're uh, talking about Martian space people. Yeah. Well, you know, I don't know how I feel about everything. I don't know how much I believe in extraterrestrials visiting us in any way but i will say this i have a story of when i was driving uh, i used to go to college in durant for those of you that don't durant. know yeah durant oklahoma who were the only two comics in the country that have bits about durant by the way um, yeah and uh, <laughs> that's true actually yeah, i think that's probably the case and uh world's just, largest peanut uh, it's just an <laughs> awful it's not awful it, i mean it's bad it's not good it's not, yeah they have casinos yeah, they do. That's a you know that's those are popular here, <laughs> somewhat. And uh, yeah, did I ever tell you about the time I almost worked at a casino? No, I don't think so. We'll get back to the aliens. Okay, we'll go back. Um, there. I I got a jo- I I was hired to work at, we'll just say a local casino, the Hard Rock, and um, mm. and I got hired to go. Yeah, I was gonna be like a floor person, and I was just gonna like help old women when they couldn't work the machines or whatever. That's hot. Yeah, right? Wearing a little suit. <laughs> just like, yeah. hey there, lady. Yeah. You <laughs> I noticed your hundreds man. getting a little stuck. How about I cram it in there? <laughs> um, boy. Uh, oh, man. Yeah. So I got hired, and they were like, bring in all your paperwork and all this stuff. And I was yeah. like, great, whatever. So I brought all my stuff in, but the thing I, I didn't have was they needed both my Indian cards, my Native American cards, but I only had one. I couldn't find the other one. I think it got lost in a move or something. I didn't even know there were two. Yeah, we have a white one and a blue one. Mm. Hey, um, why we have both, I don't know. Yeah, that feels... we really only need the one. Um, anyway, so I went in and I was like, "Hey, I don't have my second one," and they were like, "Oh, we can't. Then we can't hire you. We can't bring you on." And I was like, "Why not? Yeah, like what? Why, why <laughs> is one missing card in this collection of things so important to you?" I was like, I don't have it. And it's going to take me two weeks to get it from the Cherokee Nation, at least, because yeah. they are garbage, you know. Yeah. And no offense. <laughs> no, not just in an no efficiency to my own way. people. Yeah, um, in an efficiency way. Yeah. And uh, anyways, I was so confused because they have to hire, like, so many Native Americans on to staff. And I was like, okay, right, affirmative well, action. Yeah, there it's like the opposite, <laughs> though. Just it's kidding. like you hire way more Natives than white people. Well, yeah. So, uh I was like, okay, can you just hire me as a white guy then? <laughs> and they, that lady was so offended. That, and I was like, it's not like anyone's going to come in and be like, hold on. Yeah. That guy right there, 
we don't think he's white. Yeah. <laughs> Show us his proof that he's like, white. Mm, yeah, I was no. so, she was so offended by that. Like, it was amazing. And I was just like, come on, no one's going to know. Yeah. No one's going to question anything. Mm-hmm. This is easier on you. Yeah. You, that's less paperwork for you, really. Yeah, you don't have to have two cards. You don't have to scan two cards. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to do anything. I, I never understand corporate rules. We have this rule at my work where, like, we're not allowed to have paper out anywhere because we're creating this illusion that nobody works here and i'm like that's the dumbest shit i've ever heard yeah i mean we used to to do that when i worked at a call center is that kind of a similar job no i I work in the food industry (laughs) (laughs) and you you the illusion is that you don't that no one works there exactly that seems strange to me if i walked into an empty building where it's just people sitting at a desk with no paper i'd be really uncomfortable yeah it's weird it's very strange. It's a strange job. Very strange. Anyway, space stuff. Pretty cool. Wait, yeah. we're going back to aliens. Yeah, uh, we can stuff. go back later. It'll come back up, I promise. Well, now, I've, now I'm back on it. <laughs> okay. It'll <laughs> naturally come back. Probably. In a conversation with us, I'm sure. Um, anyway, so I, I used to live in Durant, and then I would travel uh, back and forth between here and there It's a, a long drive, too. Oh, yeah. It's like three hours and like um but you know i would have a lot of business up here or i would have a show that would go you know anyway i I would drive that path a lot and one night it was like three in the morning and i was driving and um i hit this area it's like a toka's it's like right just north of a little town called Atoka, and uh i just saw this like flashing up in the sky and i was like oh there's a plane passing by or lightning or something and i looked but it didn't really look like a plane it was kind of just there yeah i was like well that's strange I was like, yeah, I'm probably really tired. So then I just kept driving, but it, like, it wasn't moving anywhere. And I thought, oh, maybe like my phone's going off or something. And then my entire every light in my car and my headlights all went off. They yeah. all turned off, and I was like, well, this is not good. <laughs> I didn't really <laughs> know what to do it. in that situation. Yeah. And and I remember just like, uh, and then all my lights came back on, and the thing was gone. And I had this searing headache. Yeah. And I was like, what the hell happened? And so but how, I couldn't much, remember. how much shit was in your pants at that moment? <laughs> yeah, so much. <laughs> I believe it. I, I didn't even know I could hold so much um, within my body. But uh, <laughs> yeah, and it was strange. And then like I noticed like every time I would pass through there, I would get that same like headache. That's weird. Like every time I would drive through that area. That's weird. So now I take the turnpike. I feel like I've had one weird, nothing like that. Well- yeah, nothing like that. <laughs> what happened was, is I was at a friend's house, and there was a bunch of, it was like me and my buddy were like, we all saw this happen, but there was this big orange light in the sky, mm-hmm. and it was moving, and we were like, oh, you know, it's a plane. But we were like, planes generally flash, right? Yeah. This thing was just a solid yellow ball of light, yeah. and it just went across the sky, and it just stopped. And then did it. And then just like, no, didn't do anything. It just stayed there. Whoa. And then what was weird is the next night, uh, I was like coming back from somewhere. And when I got out of my car, I saw the thing going across the sky again and stopping again. And I was just like, uh, huh. what? Yeah. And then I never saw it again. And it was the weird, that's like the closest thing I've had that's to being weird. like, what was that? You know? That Actually, so I have a book in my car right now about extraterrestrial and ufos and stuff yeah and there actually is a story that's very similar to that about like this this ball of light and but it lasted like two weeks in this like small village yeah and it just kept passing straight overhead down the middle of the village and then it would stop maybe like five miles out yeah and then it would just stay there for like 20 minutes and then would be just would be gone yeah and uh, they said it happened like every night for like two weeks, and then it just never, they never saw it again. And they were like, "What the hell?" And this is like out where pl- planes don't pass over; no one's yeah. really like flying over them. They're yeah. more of like uh, a drive-in place. Yeah. It's just weird, man. That shit you just can't yeah. explain. Yeah. Well, you know, and there's a lot of just weird, like natural anom- anomalies that happen that yeah. we're just like, "Why does this?" Like I was, I was just uh, looking at this thing. I I had heard about it in college a lot, uh, and my professor did a weird experiment where he showed it to us. Um, and then I remembered it and I saw like a post and I was like, Oh God. So I was looking at it and it's like this, um, it's a, it's a way that water moves very specifically. It's not turbulent. Uh, it's 
whatever the other one is. But it looks like the weight when the water's pulling, it looks like it's a solid form. So it looks like it's just ice. Yeah. And then you put your hand under it and it's some moving water. I just saw a video of that actually. Yeah, we probably saw the same one. Yeah. Because that's and I I had I had seen it and I was like, Oh, I remember all about that and I was like and so I was like reading up about it and everything. But uh like we don't even really know how to explain that aside from, you know, water velocity. But yeah. 20 years ago, we wouldn't have known what the hell that was, yeah. you know? It's weird, like, little things. Like, one of my favorite, like, little science facts, and I don't know if this is true because I read it on the <laughs> internet, but Perfect. it's like we don't understand, like, if you use a shower curtain, why the shower curtain blows in. Like, that doesn't... Oh, right. Yeah, it's like no one really knows well, why that happened. My theory has always been... <laughs> is that generally people shower with warm water and so it affects the um air pressure of of the air around it because mm-hmm. it, it would it because because of thermal dynamics the the heat from the water is transferring into the air which then changes the air pressure from what's on the other side of the curtain i just That's my thought guess. it was ghosts or ghosts <laughs> <laughs> um or ghosts no yeah there's a lot like uh, one of my favorite things is like strange anomalies, like, um, like seven wonders of the world, like things like that, like mm-hmm. weird uh, architectural anomalies that like around the world that like shouldn't have happened but are somehow there. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and it is. It's 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 a weird. It's just I, I hate not knowing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and that's also one of the things that uh, drives humanity. So I think it's important that we have those things, but. Yeah. Like, you know, like I'm looking at your desktop here with weird waves and... Big oh, it's paint. like the Japan, the famous Japanese wave painting gets pixelated into this like weird CGI. Yeah, that's very interesting. Yeah, I found it the other day. I needed a change. Yeah, I get that. <laughs> but like, you know, I mean, we spent um, thousands of years, I'm sure, trying to figure out why a wave works. Like yeah. in the ocean, like why is it doing that? What? And then we finally figured it out and we are Oh, well, that makes sense. Oh, we're real dumb. You know, it's, you know, gravitational pulls and transverse waves and all this kind of garbage. Waves are scary, dude. I think, I think in, you know, another hundred years, we'll finally have your answer about the, about the shower curtain. It just sucks that we won't be alive for it. I know, right? I just, mm. like, I don't know. I just, I don't know, man. I just like things to be explained. I get it. I get it. Like the Easter Island heads. Actually, I was reading a book on that a couple of years ago, and um, what's very interesting is that the civilization that used to live there, there, there is actually two, well, theory is that there were actually two different groups of people there, because mm-hmm. they were distinguished by having short earlobes and long earlobes. Um, well, I think they call it short ear and long ear, but one of them, well, they believe- came, We don't deal with racism here, <laughs> Landry. One of them, they believe, came from South America, uh-huh. and the other came from- like uh the philippines mm-hmm. because this this island is out like thousand like a, i think just over a thousand miles from the nearest land yeah and somehow this group of people knew how to get to it and from it right over and over yeah and then a second group of people also found that island from the different from the other side what the fuck is going on here yeah yeah uh but yeah, it was sad. We still don't know. But I think also they were saying that like some of those statues um, are were already there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, are, are like almost full body and they were buried to the neck. Yeah. Yeah, which is very strange. It is. It's a weird, like, the, I remember reading, some, I can't remember where it's at, but there's a pole somewhere foreign. But like the way it's designed and the way like the material it's made out of, it's like, it technically shouldn't exist because they're like, there's no way oh, they yeah. could have used this material or something right, like cause, that. Because uh, we, like, it took us still another couple hundred years, I think, to even have the technology to know how to um, mold and change that type of rock and everything. Like, yeah. To be able to, you know, carve it and stuff. And they were like, how the hell did they do it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, and I think one of the, one of the people that were uh, discovered on that island, um, I can't remember what they were called. Uh, anyway, like they they were known as um, sea people. Like they knew how to, you know, boat. They they yeah. were the first of their kind to really understand it, you know, and travel across seas long yeah. long distances. So 
I don't know. It's very interesting. It is. That we lost all that information. It's like the um, library at Alexandria. Like, there's all this information that was lost in that library. Like, yeah. you know, and, which is very strange because the ruler at the time, like, he was like, we're going to take every book from every ship that comes in. We're going to go collect all these different manuscripts and books and put them in this one building. And then they were copying them, yes, but not mm. enough. Like, yeah. And, and then, you know, we don't know if it actually burned down like the legend says or if it was just, you know, a decline in caring about education or whatever. But, like, I mean, they were there was writing from, you know, Plato and, all you know, all Makes all you wonder about the stuff we lost. Yeah. yeah. And, like, we know that we lost really important books that we'll never yeah. get back. And that's yeah. horrifying to me. It is. It's It's... That's horrific. It's really sad. Yeah. It's like you could imagine what we could have learned. This is a very depressing podcast. Well, you know, it's it's realistic. (laughs) We're very real on this podcast. I'll give you that. You know, there is no happy ending for these things. The Jedi books are gone. Yeah. There you go. You're right. If only someone would burn those movies. Um, (laughs) Just all of Star Wars. If we could just forget the whole Star Wars history. You're out on all of Star Wars. I just can't get into it anymore. Anymore, so you were into it. I liked Star Wars, but yeah. not anymore. I just, I don't know. I don't think the new ones are as good as everybody's putting them out. Yeah, to be. I'll get, I'll get behind you on that. Yeah, I like the original. I watched them twice. I'm good. I don't need to ever watch them again. Yeah, that's where I'm at. Yeah. If you go back, they're kind of goofy in a way. Oh God, they're so campy. Yeah. Oh, it's very. disgustingly campy. I know, and everybody, you know, I don't know. I'm a, I like the prequels. <laughs> I'm a prequel guy. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. I, weirdly enough, I it's because that you know you have your Star Wars and it's like that's what I grew up with. I liked the third one. Um, I like the third not one not so much for the story, but because I, I thought it was well made. Yeah. I also liked General Grievous a lot. Yeah, um, that's a cool character. Yeah. Uh, but Star Wars is really good at having cool characters that. and then just killing them off yeah. really fast. Yeah. Well, because the coolest characters are always the bad guys. Yeah. They're like guys. If we spend a lot of time creating this bad guy, we're set. What are we going to do with him? We'll kill, kill him, him off very quickly. Yeah. Okay, well, what about the good guy? Well, he can just help you. Yeah. Like, I don't know. We'll just give him a son, and then we'll make him the bad guy later. And I think this is good. I think yeah. we got it. We're Dude, not going to we give any more robot. details. We thought of a robot guy that's like robot, you know, <laughs> animal hybrid, four arms, uses four lightsabers that he k- gets from killing all these Jedi, and uh, Obi-Wan's going to shoot him with a gun. <laughs> all right, that sounds good. Let's yeah. go with that idea. And... Um, and the main protagonist will just be, um, well, he'll start as a young kid that's just really good at pod racing. Um, I think that's good. I think we got it. I think we got it, guys. Sounds good. Yep, we're good. Can we get Liam Neeson for this role? <laughs> Isn't he, like, really embarrassed by this dialogue? Yeah, he won't, like, yeah, sign won't... anything that people... I feel like you've talked... Maybe you. Maybe I heard that from this podcast. It might have been me. I might have told you about it. Maybe. It's just one of my favorite, like, things about celebrity. I love little celebrity factoids like that where it's just, like... If you gave him like something with Qui Gon Jinn on it, he'd be like, "Fuck you!" And it's like, "What are you gonna right. say?" Yeah, <laughs> like Liam that's Neeson. why I want to. I want to hide it. I want to make it look like it's, um, like, I want to, yeah, make a poster of him from Star Wars, and then put over that, except for one spot, a poster of him like in Taken. Yeah, and then have him sign that one area, and then rip it off right as I'm leaving. Look what you signed! <laughs> you, I got you. I got you, motherfucker. Taken. That was a good movie that they just botched. Yeah. They didn't need the two. It was such a great <laughs> one film. They didn't need the two others. Yeah. It was so good by itself. I did the whole Taken monologue as Mickey Mouse the other day, and that was... That's beautiful. It was pretty funny. Yeah. I didn't do it for anybody. I was just home oh, alone. Oh, well, that's nice. I was just bored, and I was like, what would be... F-? I like to do, like, Mickey Mouse in, like, compromising situations, <laughs> you know? Oh, like scandals. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I, I always love doing stuff like that, too. I um, What was it... Oh, you were there. So, for everyone that doesn't know, you have joined the uh, Talk Show Incorporated. Yeah, plan. I have. Oh, we were going to talk um, about that. In a oh, whoops. No, okay. go ahead. Go I ahead. don't want to skip your white cards there. No, no, no. Go ahead. Um, and uh, But I had told everyone a joke that I had written down about Liam Neeson about being like, he's just like now a Dr. Seuss. His career is now just a Dr. Seuss book. It's yeah. Like, <laughs> taken on a train, taken on a plane, taken in a box. Yeah. Taken a fox I yeah mean, i don't know uh but yeah and then just everyone stared at me and i thought well this is not good so I i've always like, i've always said he's the safest man to travel with because you know yeah you know <laughs> you you know it's going to be a fucked up travel yeah. you know yeah I but mean, it's you can be travel a with ride. you know he's done everything he's done 
So he's done cars, he's done trains, he's done planes. It's like planes, trains, and automobiles if it were an action <laughs> film. Uh, and the the plane movie's actually like kind of badass. Is it? I, I didn't yeah. watch it because I, I didn't even know. Oh, and he's doing the snowmobile one now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the snowplow. Yeah, it's just like <laughs> you can't go anywhere with Liam Neeson. No, I know. He ruined, yeah, I mean, yeah. He's, he's bad like, luck. Yeah, he's like, hold on, I'm going to fight these wolves. Yeah. And then you're just like, Liam. We're at the zoo. <laughs> you know, you can't yeah, go if you're at all superstitious, them. don't travel with Liam Neeson. Yeah, yeah. Not at all. Yeah. He's a brilliant actor, but Yeah. But really phoning it in these days. Yeah. I always had this I was he commits like, the, during the whole Me Too movement, I had this bit because like Liam Neeson came out like against the Me Too movement or said something about the Me Too movement. And I was gonna be like, and nobody said shit to Liam Neeson. And it's like cause are you really going to say something to Liam Neeson? <laughs> like, are you going to be like, hey, Liam? And it's like, because, you know, they're used to, you know, back in my back in the day, everybody was like, Chuck Norris is the badass. And it's yeah. like, I think Liam Neeson is over him now. Yeah, those jokes did go away. Yeah. I would say in the last, like, five years, I've stopped seeing them a lot. Yeah, and now slowly Keanu Reeves is working his way to being the baddest oh, ass it? of all time. You know what's funny is I wonder how many of those guys are actually, like, in real life at all tough Oh, Keanu, I think Keanu Reeves is actually you like a gen- so? Yeah, have you seen the video of him doing the gun training for John Wick? No, no. Dude, it's crazy. Huh, I guess I have to watch it. He would be like a legit badass. Liam yeah. Neeson, well, Liam Neeson was a boxer. That's true. I, he would, about that. I feel like he would He would hold his own. I just feel like, and, and this is- <laughs> The Rock? No. This is technically a premise that <laughs> I, I've not yet put on stage, but I, I've always felt like anyone could- look like that though you know what i mean in a way that like if you put the right lighting and the in the right music behind someone if matt damon can look like a badass yeah yeah (laughs) yeah that's what i mean and if you can be like yeah same with michael Sarah, like scott pilgrim versus the world like michael Sarah is a straight up badass in that (laughs) right yeah and you're just like, like that doesn't make sense yeah like i stood next to him on a subway in new york and it's like i could kill you (laughs) (laughs) i wouldn't because i love michael sarah and i didn't talk to him because it's michael sarah yeah and i I just like it like you could do that you know for anything anyone could do just like if you have the right music behind you you just be like i know that you took my taxes yeah (laughs) and i'm about to file them yeah you know whatever you want and you're just like that guy could kill me yeah (laughs) Exactly, and then it's just someone that just looks like me, and you're like, "It's amazing." I don't understand. What, uh, it's amazing what the power of editing oh, God, will do yeah. for anybody. Yeah, it's beautiful stuff. It is. So going on to talking points. Yeah, moving on to the talking what else you got points. On those cards there. I have a lot of cards here. Talking points, comedy. What got you into it? I love asking this question. Oh, geez. For all my comedy pals. Yeah, well, I got into it because I was a child magician, and. Uh, we're going to stop you right there. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it for the show. <laughs> no, keep going. Um, I, I did magic um, it, when I was like, you know. I dabbled nine, in the magic 10, for a little bit. That area. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I had a really cool quarter trick that I could do. That Ooh. was it. Yeah, I, I was really good at it. Um, I didn't realize that I was doing comedy when I was doing magic, though. See, yeah. that was a thing. Is that I was Well, people laugh at failure. <laughs> I'm just too. kidding. Yeah, it turns out if you can't do a trick, very funny. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, I didn't know I was doing comedy until yeah. much later. and But apparently that's what I was good at. <laughs> you know, I was good at the ones that were like goofy and like, you know, like where you put on this chain around your wrists and you're like, yeah. oh, I'm going to get out of this. And then you have like a curtain uh, over your hands and then you pull out one hand. And you're like, guys, just hold on. Give me a second. And you're like yeah. pointing at them free wristed. <laughs> and then you put it back in and you're like showing them like, okay, I'm really working here. I'm really trying. Yeah. Guys, just hold on a second. Yeah. And like, you know, garbage like that. That's you know? funny though. It's I like funny. stuff like that. It's funny. Yeah. And, and that was the stuff that I was good at. Well, anyway, one time I was doing my big closing thing and it was like a two minute card trick that involved like, you know, revealing four different cards for four different people and getting the right person for each mm-hmm. card. It was uh, real garbage. And um, anyway, I messed it up like not even 30 seconds in. And I was yeah. like, well, shit. <laughs> Wrong <laughs> What am deck. I going to do? <laughs> yeah. I was just like, oh, no. And uh, and that's when I realized I, I couldn't continue the trick. I didn't have any mm-hmm. other tricks. So I just talked. I just was like, well, I just went into stand-up for five yeah. minutes. And I uh, didn't realize that's what I was doing. And um, afterwards, uh, someone 
I was like, why don't you just do that? Yeah. <laughs> why are you worrying about all the trips things? Like, people enjoyed you talking. Why yeah. are you doing? And I was like, but I'm 14. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, ah, do it anyway. Yeah. And uh, and that quickly led me to doing it at, at like, uh, Wednesday night church. Um, I was just doing, you know, they would Some be like edgy five material. minutes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, you I, were like, Jesus honestly, Christ can't eat M&Ms. Here's why. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> holes in the hands yeah <laughs> i can't even remember what my material would have been at that time but it was garbage mm-hmm. um yeah there's, there's I mean, not a lot that 14 year olds comedy. can talk about yeah, it's mainly like what's the deal with homework and stuff yeah my well, body is changing <laughs> <laughs> well yeah i wish that would have been the case and uh <laughs> i know you have an age that wasn't you? until no no <laughs> Which now, now I am. Well, I'm going through puberty at 25, which is a very strange thing for me. Yeah. Um, which I can, I'll talk about that later. Um, I don't know how much time you have here. I just go until it's over. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. Um, so what? I forgot what I was talking about. But um, you got in the I'm very 14. scattered. No, yeah. Oh, so anyways, I did churches and I, I started touring to other churches, like quickly, like Ooh, within six tour. months. I'm jealous. I was, I was boom, boom, all the churches in the area and then I was moving out of that area and then I was going to like, you know, summer camps and doing their week long, you know, hanging out with the church and just Shit, doing dude. shows. You were like a Joel Osteen. Well, yeah. I mean, and it turns out if you lie, churches love it. Um, <laughs> but, but like the, the thing, the thing was churches, they, they pay so well. Like I didn't really have to have a, job after like an after school job in high school because i just did church gigs and yeah i paid f- for everything i needed which but the problem was once i hit about 18 17 was about the time i actually got out of church comedy things got weird and um but also i, I realized, imagine church comedy getting weird yeah yeah but i also couldn't rely on being cute anymore because i was an, basically an adult at that point oh, yeah, you, and i can't be like look at me i'm a 14 year old nobody e- wants to molest an 18 year old yeah Andrew. exactly <laughs> yeah unfortunately and uh it, it, so it really ruined the momentum that i had so i had to go okay i have i've learned stage presence and i've learned this and that you went to now alternative i have to church. actually be yeah like an, a, a, an adult comic you know yeah and so that was a big change for me and then that's why i kind of i had to like basically start over i had to regain you know, I had to write new material. Yeah. Which, you know, why? Why would anyone do that? Um, I had to figure out how to get booked and I had to figure out how to meet other people and network and Yeah. I still was luckily luckily able to maintain a lot of corporate gigs. Um, just by doing clean comedy that wasn't necessarily church comedy. But yeah. It just uh that was a big change for me was was having to do that. That's what I'm trying to do more of is like branch out and like reach out to people and be like, Hey, you yeah. know, it's an important thing to do, uh, especially come, um, well, I guess, like, you know, this next September, uh, have a tape ready, send out as many emails and messages and calls as you can to, yeah. especially small businesses, that's the best way to start. Give them a low rate, tell them you'll do their Christmas party. They love it. Hmm. They I'll love to, it. I'll have to try that. I just did, I just did a Christmas party, um, I guess it was a couple of days ago. Saturday night. Because, like, I have no idea Friday how night. to go about it. Yeah. I mean, it's it's easy once you get into it. Because then basically what you do is you maintain the clientele. Yeah. And then they refer you to other people and all that kind of stuff. The, the other thing that I feel like a lot of people don't know to do is you have someone that you work with. So, say, you're doing corporate gigs and you want me to be the point. So, for, you know, some people do it for free. But uh, now when you finish Never. your gig, <laughs> you tell the guy, you say, like you basically do all the contact through me with mm-hmm. that person, right? And then I would have you do that for the gigs I'm trying to get. Okay. And then at the end of the night, you say, "Oh, great! I'm glad you enjoyed it." Well, um, my, uh, like you know, my partner, or my colleague will be in touch with you on Monday, mm-hmm. and then I contact and say, "How was it? Would you do it again?" And basically, I give you honest feedback. Mm. of what they actually thought because the night of they're gonna be like oh we loved you we loved you yeah well yeah but you're not getting honest feedback to it yeah and you don't know what to improve on so it's like a like, re- that's Jesus. a really <laughs> like that's a solid system for figuring out how to get better at corporate gigs okay yeah because yeah or I, just I get an actual out, manager yeah well <laughs> if i could do that <laughs> one I of would. the two <laughs> one of the two uh yeah because like i've been doing like a lot of like sending stuff out to like clubs and stuff like just kind of being like hey yeah easy you know, way to do it but 
It's still I'm, I have that nervousness. Boy, you got to get used to that rejection, though. I don't think rejection it, I don't doesn't do. bother me. It's getting, really? it's sending it out that bothers me because I'm yeah. just like I'm nervous. I have like that social. It's like that little like oh I'm ready to accept the rejection. Like oh. I, it's like I know that rejection's a part of it. So it's yeah. like I've I'm not like upset if I get rejected. Right. I've been rejected many times, so it's like not a huge you. deal. Yeah, and so. I'm just like, whatever. But at the same time, I'm like, I'm too good to not be getting booked. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get that. No, um, but, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's the thing. Like, I just have like a kind of like an exact, like I have a bunch of numbers saved on my computer and it's like, I should call these people. But just like the thought of that is so crippling to yeah. me. Yeah, no, I get that. I totally get that. And and what sucks is because the alternative is you go the route of like email and you never know if that actually makes it to the person. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, it's horrifying. Uh trying to get booked is, is terrible um yeah. luckily once you hit a certain point you kind of start getting the requests uh which is nice um sometimes that's nice yeah sometimes you're agreeing to some weird stuff that you didn't think you'd ever do but I'm, you're like oh, i'm gonna perform at the top of a tower like to an audience at the ground okay this seems fair yeah 40 levels between us i'll do it yeah i mean yeah i don't know if i can deal for with twenty dollars done <laughs> yeah i don't know if i can deal with the hype yeah, I mean, some, some bookings get weird, but, um, yeah, I mean, that's uh, it sucks, but that's how you start. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's part of the grind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like I've accepted that it's like if I really pursue this like I want to, it's like I'm going, it's going to be shitty. But it's like, at the end of the day, it's like if something comes of it, it's like it's worth, like, if I can just get to a point where I can just, like, tour and, like, travel and just do that constantly... That's fine. Like, That's I don't great. need a pilot. I don't need anything yeah. else. I just want to tour and yeah. be able to not do anything else. There's <laughs> many levels of success in comedy, and that's one of yeah. them. And, and it's like, that's anyone all. Anyone that wants that point. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> right now, you're like, that's all I want. Once you get to that point, you're going to be like, actually, I want the next level. Well, but, yeah, I mean, eventually. But shooting low definitely helps. <laughs> yeah. Well, I keep all my goals, like, attainable at the time. Yeah. Like, eventually, like, the main goal of what I want to do is, like, write for, like, SNL or a late night show or something like that. But Right. It's like, you know, I got Well, and I and I will say like if you truly love stand up, writing really takes a lot away from that. Um and it's really tough to continue doing one when you're doing the other. Yeah. Like I haven't done like I'm just now this year I I did half as many stand up shows as I've done in the previous years because of you know, well, sometimes your brain gets into the writing, you yeah. know, if you, especially if you're just there getting out of a job that you were at every day, or if you're about to start writing for another thing, your brain starts getting in the mood for that. Yeah. And it makes, it makes stand up really tough for some reason. Um, not impossible. Yeah. <laughs> but really <laughs> tough. And I don't, it's awful. But, um, I mean, I get that. I could so, understand that. You know, as long as you're okay with going, okay, this is what I want, but it might look different yeah. in five years. As long as you can accept that, you're great. I thought of a... So, we'll get into it. Talk Show Incorporated. So, you do Talk Show Incorporated. Yeah. Which is like a little uh, talk show. Yeah. With, like, I love the little word in front of it. Uh, I just say little... <laughs> I'm just joking. No, it's great. Um, uh, and you graciously accepted me to come like right with you guys, which Yeah, I well, really you know, we're appreciate. a really exclusive club, so... Yeah. yeah. I, I was very, <laughs> you know, nerve... It was nerve-wracking walking in. I'm uh, sure. But I had this idea last night at like two in the morning. I woke up and wrote this down. Uh, I've been playing a lot of Red Dead Redemption Two, mm-hmm. so I've been having a lot of cowboy dreams. Of and uh, in this dream, uh, it's the it's the duel, yeah. it's a duel. And so our our hero and the villain, and the villain, the hero pulls a gun, and the villain shoots it out of his hand. Right. So he goes Beautiful. to pull the other gun, shoots it out of his hand. And I don't know if I've seen this somewhere, but so then he's just kind of like. Eh, I don't have guns. And then he shoots him with his hand. <laughs> like, it's so stupid. I don't know if that's been done. I just thought of that. I and was like, know. that's so stupid. I- but <laughs> it's funny at this. Like, he's like, oh, no, I don't have any guns. And he's like, bam. And he shoots him with it. It's like some shit out of Naked Gun or something. I want you to please share that with uh, the other people that work on the show. Because they, they would love that more than you could <laughs> ever know. Um, that is that. Well, you know. The show is a very, it's both late night, but also just weirdo alternative sketch comedy at the same yeah, time. Yeah, but it's funny. And they love 
like the other guys on the show love that kind of stuff. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, like my job is not to say yes or no to really anything. I, I give final word because no yeah. one else will make that decision, you know, but everyone else writes the show. Yeah. I just make it go in the right direction. You know, you put, you keep it. I, on I, track. I hold it together. I yeah. hold the reality of the show together, and they they would love that stuff. All right. Well, there you go. Sketch idea, trademark. Don't take it. Boom. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Boom. That's how trademarks that. work. Verbal trademark. It's a thing. Verbal trademark. Yeah. I don't know. Well, you didn't like that card. Okay. Well, no, that was a talk show card. Oh, okay. Just don't give it. Great. What um, what started that? What's the history behind that? Were you just like, I want to do talk show incorporated? Yeah. Were you like, I just want to do a talk show incorporated? Or was it like? Oh. A, no, uh, so three years ago, I moved here into Tulsa maybe, I guess it's been about three and a half years ago, um, and uh, got involved in the comedy scene, was doing okay, I guess, and- um, You were always one of my favorites. Oh, that's good. How did we meet? <laughs> uh, Do you know? I'm Everyone assuming seems it's... to remember how they met me. And it's usually not a flattering story on my part. Honestly, I think I met you at the comedy parlor, okay. and you were like, "Hi, I'm Landry," and I'm like, "Hey, I'm Zach." Yeah. Okay, and that's good. I don't remember anything like weird about that's, it. That's well, that's it was very formal. Good, because <laughs> and a lot of people have some horrific stories of meeting me. Yeah. But like, yeah, Landry told me to fuck off or something. I'm like, well, I don't remember this. Yeah. He's no, like, that's now. You do that now <laughs> when I see you. Now that we're friends, it's it's more of a thing. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so. Basically, I was like, I, I want to do something else, and, and I, podcasts were kind of a thing at the time. They were, they were pretty, they were getting big, but they weren't quite what they are now. They aren't monsters, monster industry like they are now. Oh yeah. And I thought, oh, I want to do something, but I don't necessarily want to do an audio podcast. I kind of want to do something video because I'm very performance based, and I like that. And then I thought, well, I also love talk shows more than anything in my life. Yeah. Like I, I just, I. I don't know it's a passion of mine, and I've always dreamed. I always dreamed of writing for a talk show, you know. And then, well, now that it's happened, that's like my second goal. Oh, it's great! Yeah, it's like you wrote for Conan, terrifying. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. It, it, that's who I want to write for. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's a great environment. Yeah, like I, um, I don't care to write for anybody. Like the only other one I would write for maybe is if Pete Holmes still had a show. Yeah, but other than that, like maybe. God, that Pete Holmes show was so good. I love Pete um, Holmes. Oh, he's great. Um, uh, we're buddies. No. <laughs> oh, that's good. No, we're not. You and Pete. If um, I were friends with Pete Holmes, I would be like, "How did I get this lucky?" Yeah, Mm-mm. that's sweet. Um, <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> uh, what was I? You were talking about, talking about. Uh, oh, you filming. Yeah, you so, wanted to film the. Show. So we were like, "Oh, let's do a talk show." And at the time, uh, my mother had owned a vape shop in Claremore. Dope and yeah, super dope, dude. And uh, which they, one? Uh, Palm Beach Vapors. Oh, yeah. I never went in that one. Wellness or something. I don't know what yeah. it is, but um, she doesn't own it anymore. And uh, there was an extra room in the back. It was just a storage room. And I was like, can I, can my friends and I like film a show in there? Like, yeah. On like Thursday nights or something. So like we started. We went in. It was the laundry room show. Yeah, the laundry. Room. I remember that. And um, and we just set up this like we had a desk and these seats and stuff mm-hmm. and we shot like three there and they were so so bad like going back and looking at it you're just like oh <laughs> god why uh and then we did three and then we ended up getting moved to like this big warehouse and we were shooting those warehouse we had a huge like we had like a you know 12 foot set yeah like like we built it and painted it and it was i don't know it's one of those moments where we finish it and i looked at it and i go yeah, this is <laughs> this is what I want to do. Yeah, like, this is it. Like we have built this home. Of course, we were working with a raging alcoholic who threw a shovel at the cast, and we said, "Oh, we got to move." Yeah, uh, you know. And after a lot of trouble with people that we decided to work with, and you know, trust on the show, um, it just it was it was it was no, it was not good. Yeah, not good. Uh, anyway, a couple of years went by. I I went to L.A. was writing on uh, you know shows and um, came back and was like, I, I want to do that again, but I want it to be taken seriously. Yeah. And so starting this last January, we did the first talk show incorporated, and we did it at the Shrine, and then like a month and a half later, we did one at the Blackbird, and then we did a couple months later, we did one like at the Looney Bin or something. And we were like, we got to find a home. Like if yeah. we want to maintain, if we want to create an audience, and that's when we got to move to the Nightingale. And uh, and we've done like seven or eight shows now. 
I, and my first impression so of the Nightingale was just like, why is there a theater in this warehouse district? Right? It's such an odd spot. It's a great little place, though. I yeah. really like it. I like the environment. A little cold when I went, but oh you know. my god, yeah, I don't know what the hell was happening then, but yeah, it, that was a weird night for us. But um, that was a funny ass show, though. Yeah. I'm I glad really you liked it. it. Yeah. I, I like that like you are now a part of the show and you were like, it was funny. I'm like, yeah, you think you, you really? You yeah. thought so? Um Well, I mean, like my like I said, like one of my dreams is to write for like TV. Yeah. So this is like the closest this I is the closest we got I can get also. right now. And well, I and enjoy also, it. It yeah. helps. That's what we also were trying to make, is we're trying to make a show that is as close to TV as we can make it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and I don't th- it's not it's not TV quality, but you know, we do it as a real production, and uh, we wear costumes, and we wear, you know, I mean, we go we do sketches, and we do sketches, yeah. and we have a musical accompaniment, and like we do, we go all out as much yeah. as we can, yeah, and you know, for zero dollars, I think we do okay. <laughs> hey, I man, I was really impressed. I was like genuinely like, I'm actually pretty glad to be a part of this. This is yeah. cool. Well, we're glad to have you on. We have a great, we have a great cast of writers and and performers and yeah. Yeah, yeah, we do. I mean, yeah, it's really good. Um, would you uh, like to? <laughs> what do, do you take breaks on this show? Um, or have you ever considered? Because I, I not usually would personally love a break. We can take a break. That would work great for me. All right, we'll take a break. If you don't we want gonna to. Ta- no, this is we fine. Don't have to. This is a first. We're gonna take a break. This is actually good because we'll probably have to split this episode anyway. Well, yeah, and I'll talk to you about that. Yeah. And, I have an uh, idea. All right, we're going to take a break. See you guys. <laughs> <laughs>